Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Welcome back, Freedom Seekers. I'm your host, Ben Easter. I'm here with Paige today. I am, this is like one of my favorite topics to talk about. I'm, I probably say that a lot of podcasts, but this one's like, I think so important. Today we are talking about the radical shift of radical self-center. Yeah, I really Thanks. love this topic. Um, I think that since I, since you have come into my reality, I think I've had a lot of growth and movement around this topic and it's really contributed to my sense of freedom. So I'm excited to take both of our perspectives and give it to our audience and hopefully, well, not hopefully, I'm certain that some freedom will come out of this conversation for many people. Yeah. I I love this topic because I think, you know, your word for the year is imperturbable. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is it is like born out of the seed of self-center and, Mm -hmm. um, and being self-centered. And I really love this topic because almost every time I talk about this topic with a group or a lot of times with my clients too, there'll be like a little bit of pushback around this concept because there is a connotation around self-center that is a negative connotation in our society. Like, like it's like, People talk about people who are self-centered as though that's a bad thing. There's something mm-hmm. wrong with it, you know? And so I um, I really want to unpack it today. I think radical self-center is like one of the is one of the key shifts to living a life of freedom and authenticity. And so um, let's let's unpack it, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think this kind of connotation that I mean many of us are familiar, like selfish, self-centered those are words that have a negative connotation. And where do you think that comes from? Like there's some underlying belief that "Mm, it should be other than that. Like, what do you think that's about? I think there's a couple of things, but primarily I think we are a culture who, uh, that uh, sort of enshrines or holds up on a pedestal martyrs. So we, 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 you know, one of our foundational figure, whatever your beliefs are in the world, one of our foundational figures is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ died on the cross for, on behalf of other people. Um, and so, you know, I think that there are just a lot of different like clues throughout our society that say like, there's something really good about sacrificing yourself for others. Um, and so it's just, it's just one of those concepts that's very pervasive. I also think that there happens to be sort uh, certain like political motivations. And I don't mean like politics in the sense of our political system, although that too, but I just mean, I think that it makes really a lot of sense for anyone who's in power to want anybody else to believe that it's really the highest and best good to sacrifice yourself for the, mm-hmm. for the sake of other things higher than yourself. I mean, like mm-hmm. if you think about like a war, for instance, <clears throat> right, you're 
you're telling people to go and literally lay down their lives. The single most important thing in anyone's experience, you're asking them to go lay it down. Why would they do that if not for the sake of something greater than themselves? Mm -hmm. Right. And so there, if we can, if we can plant and kind of sow and Mm -hmm. tend to the seeds of martyrdom in society, I think it makes it makes people more compliant with things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's some of the, you know, not so bright and shiny reasons mm-hmm. why we hold self-center as a sort of a, a negative virtue or something like that. Yeah. I think that's interesting because we were just listening to some, like a little news piece last night that the military is having a hard time with recruitment. They've had the worst yeah. recruitment year in history, apparently. And I, I wonder if that is uh, like a, a manifestation of a change of our societal values of mm. maybe now we're coming into a time where we're no longer able to be convinced that it is that we must sacrifice ourselves for the greater good, that maybe we're coming into a time where... <clears throat> And I think this is some of the stuff that we'll talk about today is what if you don't have to sacrifice your life for a greater good? What if you could just do things that were really wonderful and fulfilling for you and then notice the benefit that came to people around you when you were living a life of alignment and when you were focused on being in your center? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, take that example that I was giving of Jesus Christ. It's like, I mean, look, I don't want to step on anybody's toes about their beliefs. Like you, every, I think they're really useful things, these myths in the world. That's why we have our series on myths. Uh, but look at just the the fact. All right. So died on the cross for our sins. <clears throat> it's a great spin. The, the spin up job on that is just beautiful. Like, oh, that was it was for our good. That's really clever. But think about how I mean, Jesus seems to have been making if you're to believe the Bible, Jesus is seems to have been making a lot of progress in changing people's hearts and minds mm-hmm. in the world. How much more progress might that person have made if they survived longer and had 60 years of mm-hmm. teaching and preaching on the planet rather than the 35 and being cut short, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah. so it's like, this is the idea is like, might there not be something more useful that people have to give than sacrifice of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that is really, I think some of the essence of, of radical self-center. Yeah. So I think it might be worth just kind of taking a step back and creating some definition for self-center. What are we talking about? What are we not talking about? Yeah. Great. All right. So, uh, everybody right now, um, take a second and look around you. Um, you know, if you're, if you're driving, like, you know, keep your eyes mostly on the road, but, but just look around. Okay. Kind of like change your perspective a little bit and notice that no matter what direction you look, you are the absolute center of your reality. Okay. It's like, you know, when you go to the mall and there's like the, you are here sign, Mm -hmm. it's like, that is always centered on your reality in the world. You, you can never actually take anybody else's perspective, Uh, You can kind of imagine that you can take other people's perspective, but that's going to be firmly from your own perspective. You really can't get out of, it's like, it'd be like trying to outrun your shadow or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you really can't get out of the fact that you are the sole point of consciousness in your reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is the basis of radical self-center is that every direction you look, you're this, you're the absolute center of your reality. Now, this isn't a choice that you actually get to make. Uh, you know, you, you can, we can deny it. We can sort of pretend that it doesn't work this way, 
But at the end of the day, you are the most important person in your reality. You are born with you, you die with you, you wake up every morning with you and you go to sleep every night with you. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. that is the, what it means to be a human being. So radical self-center is giving yourself permission to be the most important person in your reality and to understand that you actually are, whether you like it or not, the most important person in your reality. Mm -hmm. How's that land? So it sounds like what you're saying is that if I'm playing a different game, if I'm behaving as though I'm not the most important person in my reality, I am like, then what happens? Well, I mean, we get into all kinds of trouble when we try to play that game, when we try to pretend that we're not the most important. But even when we're doing that, a lot of times we actually, in fact, I'll say usually when we're pretending that we're not the most important person in our world, what mm -hmm. we're actually doing is we're trying to get something selfishly that we mm -hmm. think we can get by behaving in this way or, or pretending to believe that we are not the most important person in our world. Think about um, how, you know, you know, giving money feels so good. If you're the kind of person who, mm -hmm. for whom giving money feels good, giving money feels so good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's a selfless act, quote, end quote. I'm, I'm putting in an end quote, end quote, because you're the reason that you're giving money is not out of selflessness. It is because there is some feeling that you're wanting to experience, whether that feeling be charity or mm -hmm. gratitude or contribution, contribution to another, yeah, to another person's life, or maybe even just the relief from the experience of guilt. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. But in some experience, you're, there's some way in which you're wanting to experience something from that. And by the way, I'm not saying that there's anything right or wrong. Actually, in fact, that's, uh, that's something that's really important for us to talk about because, because I, I do think that we are always acting, whether we know it or not, we're always doing our best to act in our self-interest. We just mm -hmm. sometimes are a little bit confused about that. And we're like playing this kind of shell game where we're like hiding our actual interest from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it can be useful to kind of embrace it and hug it and hold it and look at it and see it. Cause a lot of times that can help us to get there a little bit more easily. I mean that, mm -hmm. and that's the essence of why we're talking about this on the shift to freedom podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Because what does freedom mean if not authenticity, the mm -hmm. ability and really the ability to be yourself in any situation, to do what you want to do in any situation with whoever you want to do it with and how you want to do it. So that's like, mm -hmm. that's true freedom, essential freedom. And that is firmly rooted in self-center. So any questions about that or is that, am I? No, I feel like that's really clear. And is it okay if I add something? Yeah. One of the kind of really, what do I want to say here? One of the really supportive and illustrative examples has been really helpful for me in my understanding of self-center is thinking about somebody like Mother Teresa. <clears throat> I love this example. And you brought this example into my awareness. And I think that there is in our society some sort of a honoring or glorification of a martyr. And Mother Teresa is arguably, like, she did so much for humanity. And at the end of the day, what, like, what did she get out of it? I mean, I'm assuming a life of alignment where she was being on a spiritual path and doing anything other than going out and advocating for orphans and um, abortion and all that stuff, like advocating for all of those things, um, doing anything other than that would have been a life out of alignment. So maybe it was her being in her self-center that allowed her to 
have this impact on the world. <clears throat> Not a sense of I need to forsake myself for the benefit of other people. Yeah, because presumably, now I don't pretend to know what was going on inside Mother yeah, Teresa's totally. head, but presumably it was it was because she thought to herself some thought like, this is the good thing to do in the mm. world. This is w- mm-hmm. what a good person does. This is, and I want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. This is what good does. And, <clears throat> and this is a really... Uh, I think a crucial thing to understand here is the concept that now we talked about good and evil or good and bad, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. We talked about those in our language podcast. And if you haven't listened to that, highly recommend you go back and check that out. And the point that I, that's relevant to this conversation now is that good and bad, right or wrong. They are what their shorthand for. I believe that that is in alignment for me as a person. Or mm-hmm. I don't believe that that is in alignment for me as a person. That's what good or bad, right or wrong mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and because if you think about like, well, because, you know, people might say, no, there are objective good or bad rights or wrongs out there in the world. Take the Bible, for example. It tells you what a good person or a bad person is. So even if we grant that, okay, well, first of all, there's a lot of interpretations available when you're reading something like a a piece of literature that is that large, okay, that has been around for that long and translated that many times. There's a lot of interpretation. So which good or bad that the Bible says? Mm-hmm. Or even if we want to say it's super clear, crystal clear what the Bible says is good or bad, which Bible? There are different mm-hmm. versions of the same Bible. There are also other religions that have their their own book of truth. And so what happens is you as a human being, you have to say, I choose to believe this is good or this is bad uh, mm-hmm. and or this is good and this is bad rather or whatever mm-hmm. the however that winds up working you you wind up being complicit in whatever your version of it is and in fact that's the answer to the question of which interpretation of the bible is the one that you feel most aligned with in mm-hmm. your own self okay so i really want to anchor this in because this is part of the essence of radical self center is understanding that you are the arbiter of what mm-hmm. is good or bad in your reality. You are the judge of what is good or bad. You are doing this already. You are deciding which version of good or bad you believe in. Mm-hmm. What do you have really to say important. about, I, I just have a question that's coming to me right now, but what do you have to say about, because I think there's an experience where me as an individual can have the experience of, I think this is good. I think this is not good. And then there's also this other, like, if we zoom out, there's a, another layer of, like, what society thinks is good and bad and these kind of forces around us that maybe are, impl- like, making different implications about what is acceptable and what's not. So how do we, as an individual in our self-center, navigate with those kind of forces and um, messages around us? Yeah. So the first thing that I just want to, like, I want to notice about something like this, because because conventionally it can be a useful tool to talk about like what society says. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we use that kind of language because we're, because, because conventionally, like we, we kind of know what that means, but again, that's another shorthand for what I have taken from the Mm -hmm. messages that individual human beings around me have Mm -hmm. said. And I have, I have sort of taken into myself and averaged out, you might say, and Mm -hmm. this is what I believe the average 
is mm -hmm. in my mind. Okay. <clears throat> We're not talking about society and it can be, this can be really like a trick of language that happens. Cause when we talk about like culture says this or society says this, and I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I use this language as well. I, I, Cause again, I think conventionally it's useful, mm -hmm. but just to be crystal clear, society doesn't exist out there somewhere where you could write it a letter and ask its opinions mm -hmm. on things. For example, it's just an amalgamation of your own experiences <laughs> that you've created a story around that also have been influenced by confirmation and attention bias. Exactly. What parts you of society. Filtered. Exactly. You filtered it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's really important to, when we're talking about this to be clear here because we can mm -hmm. conventionally use that language but it's, it's a distraction. It, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it'll mislead us if we're not careful about that. Yeah. Okay. Cause we yeah. are, we're just making an amalgamation and it is a, um, it, it's just like our version. It's, it's mm -hmm. been filtered through our, like, just like we, mm -hmm. we've played the filtering game on here before where we, we filter for a color mm -hmm. and then we, you know, look for a different color. Totally. Yeah. It's the same thing with society. I'm glad you used the word distraction because I find that it is really quite frequent that when people are talking about society and what society says, it is almost always something that is keeping that person from having or doing something. From being like, authentic. Well, I, yeah, I can't have that because society won't allow it. And also it's nice to be reminded that society isn't a, like you said, you can't touch it or call it on the phone. It's, it's not going to call you on the phone and exactly. yell at you. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that statement in and of itself is tremendously valuable for people on a journey to freedom of just taking that society doesn't actually exist. It's just a figment of what you have created of your experiences of the world. Right. I think and you can free can, yourself yeah. from this in some ways too. I think by like, by playing, almost playing a thought experiment where you sort of reverse things. It's like, what if you woke up tomorrow in a 1984 future? <laughs> well, <laughs> 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 but you know, and, and, and honestly, I think a lot of people can resonate with this because we, we, ha we do have so much polarity in the, mm -hmm. in, in narratives that we see. And look, I'm doing, I'm doing it right now. I just want to point it out. I'm doing this thing right now where we're talking about like society and I'm talking mm -hmm. about the narratives that you see. What you're really culture. talking about is your personal experience. My personal of experience the of individual humans who are saying <laughs> things in my sphere. Right. Okay. But I do believe that this is one of the ones that a lot of other people can resonate with as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we are seeing a lot of polarization and, and, and even the narrative about polarization is out there so much. Mm -hmm. I, I think that most people can relate to the experience of not agreeing with some Mm -hmm. of the dominant narrative that's happening mm -hmm. either, you know, it's, it's so easy to call them the left or the right, but that's not really what we're, and if you go back and watch our podcast on, um, or listen, listen to our podcast on, um, the little mermaid, mm -hmm. you can kind of see the underlying structures between it's not really left and right. It's about like freedom, freedom and security, and just security. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, what we're institutionalizing, but anyway, the point is, I think people, most people can understand the experience of not feeling like the dominant, a dominant narrative that you're hearing in the world resonates with you, mm -hmm. right? So we're choosing one or the other of those, or maybe the, you know, the middle somewhere or something like that. But, but the idea of, and so it's like, you know, it's like the classic, your mom would, well, if they were all jumping off a bridge, would you jump <laughs> off a bridge? Right. Like imagine like that, that, um, that level of like sort of societal, um, cohesion maybe. Mm -hmm. And so you, so if you imagine that level of, of societal cohesion, then it might be easier for you to say, well, yeah, it doesn't actually matter what other people are doing in the mm -hmm. world. If I don't agree with it, if, if it doesn't, 
take, you know, 1940 Germany, most people will probably agree that they wouldn't, the dominant narrative in society, they probably wouldn't feel really aligned with that. So mm-hmm. even if other people are saying that's wrong of you, or that's bad, or you mm-hmm. should be doing this thing, right? They would f- be, feel free, at least mm-hmm. now with the benefit of hindsight, <laughs> would feel free <laughs> to, uh, to not follow that crowd. So that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about with radical self-center in the, at its essence. It's like making your decisions and recognizing that you're going to make your decisions anyway. You're already doing this, but giving yourself permission to do it mm-hmm. from a place of authenticity rather than from a place of like guilt or shame or obligation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about self-center as it relates to people making decisions about kind of how they navigate the world and their interpersonal relationships. Cause it seems like there is some kind of desire for maybe to be nice or to like not hurt other people or impose discomfort on them by maybe like saying no or declining a request or making an independent decision that might have uncomfortable implications for other people. So I want to hear like, how do we, how do we help people navigate that? This like desire to be nice. It seems like sometimes it can be kind of a contra, like opposed in opposition to being self-centered. Yeah. And I, and I, and I love this and I'm actually going to tie it even into a, like maybe a larger concept, which is this mm-hmm. idea that, um, cause I, I can hear people saying, and we haven't addressed it yet, but mm-hmm. what, but I don't get it. If I, people who are selfish, people who are self-centered, they're bad. They are hurting people out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. With their actions. And so this is like an extension of that argument. Like we, well, we want to have interpersonal relationships with people. So, you know, what if what we're doing or saying is making them feel bad? And by the way, that's why making language is also <laughs> in that language podcast, right? It's because there's this idea that you can go inside somebody's brain and control their, you know, like ratatouille, sort of, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, like control their, their bodily experience. And we can't do that. And I think everybody listening will agree. We, you, you can't actually do that. So even though we use that language, look, it's a trick of the language to, mm-hmm. to, to think that we can make somebody else feel mm-hmm. something. It creates a paradigm in just by using that language creates a paradigm that is like tricks us into thinking that we can impose feeling upon yeah, people. It's a paradigm of victimhood. And, yeah. and by the way, and we can maybe we'll come back to this in a different podcast, but I think the martyrdom paradigm and the victimhood paradigm, they're very closely intertwined in the way that they're, Mm. they're manifesting in the world. So we idealize martyrs because people feel like victims. And so Mm. wouldn't it be nice if other people just acted in my benefit rather than in their own benefit. And then I'll act in their benefit rather than my own benefit. And the problem is then we have nobody actually living a satisfied life because they're all, everybody's like sort of abnegating or self-sacrificing themselves for the other, for the other people in the world. It's Um, so funny. Yeah. Right. It's, it's really interesting kind of game that we play, but let's get back to the the essence of this. So like, so you, we have these relationships with other people and like, if I'm being selfish, won't that be hurting other people in Mm -hmm. some way? And, and here's where I think this is where like, it gets a little mind trippy. So uh, if <laughs> I, I want to encourage you to listen to this, play through it a couple times, maybe until you really grok what I'm, what I'm about to say, uh, because it is not the typical way we think about things. 
And if you have any questions, hit us up in the DMs because mm-hmm. I, I do want to be really clear about this. I think it's an essential point because you might be like nodding along with me right now. But if you're still in the back of your mind thinking, yeah, but if I'm selfish, I'm going to be hurting other people or I'm going to be a bad person or something like mm-hmm. that. We're never going to be bought into this. And then you're never going to be able to use it for freedom in your reality. Okay. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. If I, as a person, okay, because again, good, bad, right, wrong. That's just me saying yay or boo. <laughs> like that's essentially what, what those things are all about. So if I, as a person for me, it is boo to hurt other people. Okay. Or to show up in a way that I take something from someone that they didn't want to give me, or I mm. cause pain that they didn't consent to in some way. That's, that's a way that we might mm. talk about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I, as a person am like, boo, that's bad. Okay then for me, if I'm to be selfish, self-centered, okay, if I am to center myself in my own reality and make decisions from my own center, then I would not be doing those things. In Mm. fact, it would be very selfless of me to hurt other people. Mm. Okay. Why? Because I value community. I value connection. Okay. Mm. I value collaboration and I want that only works when people are like bought into interacting with me in reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm showing up in a way that damages that buying into interacting with me in some way, then I'm actually acting out of alignment with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we can do that. We can act out of alignment with ourselves. It's just not being selfish. It's not being self-centered. Mm-hmm. Okay. And conversely, on the other side of the story, if you're the kind of person who actually kind of likes to hurt other people, or because you obviously value something higher than collaboration or connection or community the way that I do, right? If you're the kind of person who kind of like gets off on hurting other people in some Mm -hmm. way, then you're not going to be swayed at all by the argument, don't hurt other people. It's not good to be selfish because you're thinking it actually is good to hurt other people. So for you being self-centered is hurting other people. Okay. But you're not the kind of person who is going to give a shit about the argument. (laughs) Oh, it's bad to be, (laughs) to be hurting other people. Cause you're like, "Mm, it's good to be hurting other people. Right. Now I might not want to get caught at it or whatever. And that might be the story. So I just want to like kind of separate those two case studies out because for most people, if you're the kind of person who's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be selfish because I don't want to hurt other people. If that's one of the limits that's coming up Mm -hmm. for you around your self center, well, then understand there's probably something that you're valuing higher than actions that you would take to hurt other people. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that you do what everybody else asks you around you. Okay. Mm. It means you check in to see if it's in alignment for you. First, you root yourself in your own self center, because if somebody's asking you for something <laughs> that you don't want to give them from your authentic center, then it is selfless for you to do that. Mm. And you won't like it. You won't enjoy it. If, mm. if, if somebody asks you to let's use a really extreme example, if somebody asks you to kill somebody and you're not the kind of person who would ordinarily want to kill somebody. And they say, but you'll make me really sad if you don't kill somebody. Right. <laughs> and then you kill somebody. Okay. You'll probably feel really bad about that mm. because you acted out of alignment for, for who you are, for how you want to create in the world. Okay. So that's, that's like, that's like alignment. And that's like being around people who are aligned and finding the people who are like, this is what your tribe really means. I think like the essence, like the heart centered essence of tribe is finding people that you feel really values aligned with 
who would not ask you to do things that you wouldn't want to do and that you wouldn't ask to do things that they wouldn't want to do of their own. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is, is that this idea that, so say I'm a person who doesn't want to hurt other people. And so maybe to, in order to do that, I'm sacrificing some of my own self-center for the sake of not hurting other people. And that desire is driven by the not wanting to hurt people without realizing that I already have embedded in me a value system that inherently won't hurt people. So yeah. I actually don't really need to sacrifice my self-center because when in I'm in alignment with my self-center, I'm actually already going to solve for that problem. It's not going to happen. And so in a way, I'm kind of sacrificing my self-center for a value that's already inherent in me. And then I'm just wasting my energetic resources in acting out of alignment with other aspects of myself. Exactly. So, uh, so let's like use a concrete example for a second to make this a little bit more real. So let's say you're out on a date with somebody. It's like your first date and you are like, uh, man, you know, I really like, you know, I'm, so, I'm such a nerd. I really like Dungeons and Dragons. This is me. I'm, I'm just drawing this from my experience. <laughs> I really like Dungeons and Dragons. It's really important to me. Like I think about it a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, given how often I think about it and that like what a date is about is like getting to know someone else. Right. It might be actually authentic for me to talk about this thing. That's very uh, interesting to me. Mm. Okay. But I might have a thought that says, oh, she's never going to like me if I talk about Dungeons and Dragons on this date. And so mm -hmm. I hide this part of me away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which you did not talk about on our first date. I'll just, for the record. Oh, <laughs> that's because you'd never, I never would have got you then. <laughs> I, I got I to ease you into it. Let the weird um, out on the second uh, date, which you did. Let's be clear. I wasn't yeah. hiding anything. I was, <laughs> there's just so much weird. There's <laughs> I, got, a lot. I, got, I, got, I got, you know. There's only so much time in a date. So funny. So, so, so we, uh, so, uh, we might, we might say like, oh, if I show that to her, then she won't like me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, and I'm using a very lighthearted example here, but this might be something that's a little bit more intense, you know, um, politics is, is one or, you know, I don't know. There's all kinds of different like experiences that we mm -hmm. have that might really come into values conflict with somebody else. So we might like lie and lie by omission, call it. Yeah. But let's say like we might withhold. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pretend that we don't hold those views and then go through an experience. Now imagine you do that for five years. Okay. You're just like really effective at just like hiding this one part of yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then all of a sudden it, you, it, it comes out inadvertently. <laughs> all right. Well, Okay. Couple things. One, now what happens to the relationship? Okay. You're, you're in this relationship where now, like maybe it's a deal breaker for this other person. Mm. And actually it was really important to them. And as soon as they find out about it, now there's no way for us to reconcile about this mm. anymore. Okay. So maybe that's a thing, but also you've been, for five years, you've had this thing that was really important to you that you've been denying about yourself just mm -hmm. for the sake of a relationship. What kind of a relationship is that? Yeah. That is the relationship of facades. Mm -hmm. All right. We're pretending we don't know. And a couple things happen there. One is we don't get to be ourselves. Okay. For that. But two, we never get to believe in our heart of hearts that they actually love us for who we are because mm -hmm. we haven't showed it to them. So we don't even get the benefit that we're trying to get by yeah. sort of people pleasing our way through this by like being off of our center. Yeah. Okay. So this is why I'm like, 
I advocate for your center and just showing mm-hmm. it as much as you can, as early as you can, because that way you, you find out if this person is in alignment for you, because that's the only way that we can do it. And if they're in alignment for you, they're going to love and accept they no, they'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love D and D too. Not you, you know, but other cooler people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's, that's the idea, right? Like, is that we, you know, we, we deprive ourselves of the of genuine opportunity to connect when we're mm-hmm. living out of line with our center. Mm-hmm. I want to draw attention right now in this moment to the fact that when we're living in an alignment, when we're living in our center, because um, I think sometimes there's this idea that when I have happiness, when I have success somewhere in my past, I've definitely bought into this, uh, that my happiness or my success will somehow take away from somebody else. Mm, that, yeah, like, so it's, there's a zero it's, sum. Yeah, like a zero sum game involved in it. And what I want to notice in this moment about the example you, you just shared is that actually being in alignment with yourself on this hypothetical date with this hypothetical other human, uh, you sharing yourself and being on your center and being authentic actually had the opportunity to create more value, to create opportunity for connection. And so just as we're thinking about, you know, making decisions and living in alignment and being on our center, that actually there are great tremendous opportunities to contribute when we are being ourselves. Yeah. And that we're on conversely, we're actually cutting ourselves off from value if we're not doing that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah, like what a shame that. to be five years into a relationship and never have connected on this topic, especially like imagine like two people both like mm, D and D I don't want to. And then they could have been playing D and D the whole time together. Right. And we're using the example of D and D cause it's nice and safe, but think about all the different ways that we do this in our <laughs> worlds. Okay. It's not just about D and D it's about all kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. um, I want to, I can, I'm going to, be aware of time here because mm-hmm. we can talk about this for hours. This is really such an important topic. It's really mm-hmm. one of the, the, the fundamental, the radical shifts that you can make mm-hmm. toward freedom in your reality is to just come to accept yourself as the creator of your experience, mm-hmm. as the center, as the most important person in your reality mm-hmm. and to live from that, from that truth. Anything else to add, Paigee? Uh, just to add a little addendum to what you just said is to commit to you being inherently valuable. And taking that on as a belief that no matter what you create comes out of your mouth, your way of being, it's going to create value. And maybe not everybody is going to have that be their cup of tea, but then wouldn't we want to find that out sooner than later? Totally. Yeah. And, and this is related to that idea, um, which I just love as kind of like a little like reminder, being your own best friend, like having your mm-hmm. own back. I yeah. love that idea. I love that mm-hmm. concept. I think radical self-center, that is like, that is the essence of radical self-center. It's like, just like giving yourself permission to be okay the way that you are. You know, mm-hmm. like if, if, a, if your best friend made a mistake or didn't show up the way that they wanted to, you wouldn't be like, oh, it's over. Like, you know, I mean, maybe, but if they realized, you know, so like if treat yourself that same way. And that's, that's a part of the essence of radical self-center is just like, have your own back, be on your side in the world, recognize mm-hmm. that you, it's okay to be you exactly the way that you are you'll find people who will love you and resonate with you and you'll push away people who don't and won't. And that's fine too, right? That's the whole Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Paige, great conversation. Really appreciate you and your mind and your uh, reluctant acceptance of my D and (laughs) D tendencies in the world. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Live your freedom and love your life.
Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.